right, good day to you. My name is Fred Oakman, and as always with me today is Mr. Jake Peters. We are PS This Is Awesome, a PlayStation podcast, and this is episode 193. This is a show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation. And I hope you all enjoyed that Halloween intro. We have revived it again this season. So I'm excited to put that back on the podcast. A lot of hard-earned, hard-spent time. Whatever. But before we get on with the show, I want to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube. YouTube.com slash PS This Is Awesome. And visit us at Twitter at PS This Is Awesome and Tumblr PS This Is Awesome dot Tumblr dot Calm. And if you want to make fun of our trophy list on the PlayStation Network, you can find me at anchorless underscore 81 and Mr. Jake Peters at jakesaw01. And as always, you write the show. P.S. This is awesome at gmail.com. And most importantly, don't forget to share the show with your friends. Be sure to leave comments. Rate the podcast as you see fit. And as a reminder, this is a video podcast, and the intro is going to be kind of cool this time. So make sure you watch the intro for the Halloween episode. And uh, you can watch it over on our YouTube channel if you prefer. And for new and or long-time listeners, we now have a Patreon where you can support the show at a $1 level called the One and Only $1 Club. Head over to www.patreon.com slash PS This Is Awesome to become a $1 patron and get your free PS This Is Awesome die cut, vinyl sticker, and a shout-out on the show. With all of that out of the way, Jake, how are you doing tonight? Pretty good. Good. It's, uh, whatever day it is. Wednesday. Wednesday already. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, nothing special about today for me. Just yeah. work. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's about it. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, cool. Very good. Yeah, nothing special for me as well. Just uh, trying to stay alive today. We'll see what happens. Um, trying to think of anything really great happened. The Hero Quest, the Hero Quest board game that. Had a HasLab that board game that you and I played a couple times. Remember how like it's a, it's an old like nineteen early nineties game, mm-hmm. like a dungeon crawler, one of the first dungeon crawling kind of games that was accessible to all people across the U.S. and even in abroad. And it was really old. And, and copies of this game, it's so beloved by board game tabletop gamers that complete copies were selling for like five hundred, six hundred dollars online. Well. Hasbro, and I think I talked about this on the show before, but they put together, it's their version of a Kickstarter, but it's called a HasLab. So this time last year, HasLab said, hey, we're going to redistribute and make a slightly bigger board for HeroQuest, re-up the artwork, add you know male and female versions of the heroes. And then they were like, oh, and if we hit this, then you get a free this character. If you hit this limit, it's, it's like a Kickstarter, right? So anyways... And then Joe Manganella, the uh, the actor who is in True Blood, apparently has a ridiculous uh, basement, right? So he's famous. He's got a really nice house. I, from what I hear, he has like mounted dragon heads and stuff, as if he killed them, like down there in his in his basement. And he has these epic Dungeons and Dragons games with famous wrestlers and famous actors, and they all love it. So if you're part of Joe's Joe's special group you get to go in and play his custom dungeons and dragons missions and quests he's such a super nerd 
He's been on talk shows talking about it, and he has this really, really, I guess, uh, beautiful wife. And she, you know, she was getting an interview, and they were asking her, like, you know, what, what do you think about this? She goes, "Oh, I don't go down there." And the, and the talk shows was like, "Are you sure he's not doing something he shouldn't be doing down there?" And she's like, "Oh no." She goes, "I go down there. I, I give them their their." I bake for them. They get all kinds of treats. It sounds awesome. So I love this Joe Manganella guy even more. Well, how this ties into Hero Quest, right? Is and of course all that I'm paraphrasing, but the uh, the Haslab. If we hit the backing limit of what it should be, he has created a brand new quest uh, campaign for Hero Quest. It comes with a dragon figure. And so all of us nerds were just like, oh my God, yes, Hasbro, we got to hit this. We got to, we never, we didn't hit it. We came really close. And as a surprise, Hasbro said, listen, you guys came so fucking close. Joe's put the work in. We're going to give it to you anyways. So everyone's losing their mind, right? And everyone's like, when this shit, when's this shit coming out? Because they said it would be this fall. And it's real funny. Like the main bad guy in Hero Quest, his name is Zargon. He's like the evil wizard, and uh, he they're, they're they're doing this really fun kind of cute thing where Zargon took over the the Hasbro or, or the Hero Quest Twitter, right? And he's like, you know, I, this is now mine, you know. And he's cracking jokes left and right, you know, just all the time. I'm writing him once in a while. His PS is awesome on Twitter, and he's always like writing me back and stuff. And like Zargon is, it's hilarious because I'm I'm trying to be witty back with him. Um, but anyways, I guess the exciting thing is, is Zargon posted today uh, a picture of the completed, the completed mythic tier, which is what I put in for, um, ready to go in a warehouse. And he's like, the you know, tracking numbers are finally coming together for this. So keep an eye out. So everyone's losing their shit. So that's that's my nerdy, exciting life right now. This hero quest thing, and the, I love that the board's going to be a little bit bigger, and all the furniture is going to actually be made out of actual molds. It's not going to be cardboard that you fold up, and you, it's going to be legit. It's like an upgrade, hundred percent upgrade. And they're actually putting so much time into it; they're going to make a companion app so that you can actually play these dungeons solo, or you can create your own dungeons a little better. I've actually been working. There's this. Uh, Program. Uh, if anyone's interested at all, and I doubt that you are, but if you if you are and you're familiar with this game, there is a great resource called uh, Ye Old End Y E O L D I N N dot com, and it's all the different country versions of Hero Quest, all the rule books, all the different stats, and they also have um, homebrewed programs that you can use to make your own quest, right? And this one, I have to use it in Terminal and Mac. I have to get in like the Max DOS prompt to get it to launch and stuff. And it took me like three days to figure out how to even launch the thing. And eventually I got it. So I've been building a four-quest campaign that I can't wait to share with my friends and maybe upload for some... Uh, for, for some feedback on some of this stuff for Hero Quest. That's the beauty of this game. But anyway, so enough with me. I got my 3D printer. I'm going to be printing some cool shit. You know, for for the Hero Quest campaign, Jake, and uh, it's essentially Darkest Dungeon, but on a Hero Quest board, dude. It's so good. Why wouldn't you want to do that shit, especially in the winter time? Yeah, that game's pretty interesting. It was a little bit. I don't know if ahead of its time is the right way to say it, but it was. It was like it's basically D and D light, which is mm. which is kind of a an, an interesting thing in and of itself because D and D is really cool, but it's not simple. Complex. So like the part of the problem with D and D is that you have to have a dungeon master with a really good imagination and knowledge of the rules, which is not easy to come by. 
So, you know, when you have a game where it's kind of all written out for you and everything's a little bit kind of tighter in terms of the player progression and all that kind of stuff, it's, uh, it's pretty neat. Yeah. It's, it's a good, like, kind of like we're nerds, but we're too old to really care about the minutia of shit. We just want to kind of like feel like we're playing like a cool board game and it is kind of cool. And it's okay to like have a few drinks while you play, and because the the rules aren't super like hard to remember, like you said. And it's a game you don't have to be super strategic about, which is fun. The flavor flavor text is good. There's a lot of minis. There's a lot. Of, it's it's really really rad. It's such a fun game. And the characters, you know, they can progress from quest to quest, and you can keep your character for your next quest. And there's a shop in between the levels and stuff, and buy like fucking crossbows and armor and shit. It's cool. Yeah, dude. So I'm excited about that. Um, I had an incident with my 3D printer. The UV screen already broke on it. I only had it for a week and a half, technically. So I wrote Elgu, and I told him it was a manufacturer defect. And they were like, yeah, it definitely shouldn't be broken already. And it wasn't like it cracked. It just wasn't – it was like a third of the screen was just not working. And I was like, why are my prints failing? Every time you have a fucked up print, it's like – causes a big pain in the ass you gotta like take all the sh- resin out strain it and it smells bad and like I'm like this shouldn't be fucking happening so I did a screen test took it, took a picture of it sent it to Elgu their customer support was like here's your tracking number yeah it's fucked up here we'll send you a new one we're really sorry and you know those are considered consumables the screens and uh, they have like how to videos how to replace them real simple to replace they built those things so that you can like work on them so i'm excited to get my new screen get back to printing i've been trying to print everything on one side of the plate but when i do that the right side still fails because that light isn't working right so it causes problems so it's pretty much out of commission right now which is really disappointing but it's just all part of the game so i'm getting a free screen the screens are 50 bucks if you need to buy one but i'm getting mine for for free and a bunch of hassle so anywho Let's talk about games a little bit, Jake. That's what we're here for. That's what the listeners want to hear. Before we get on with the show, I want to let you know that we did have someone write us on YouTube, and that's always nice. I always like to see feedback, so I appreciate you writing us. And it was relevant. So for the listeners, anybody who's interested, apparently the the ride game that we were talking about is on sale right now. And they said they heard us talking about it in that video and how realistic it looked. And they kind of looked into it and they were considering picking up ride. And, uh, I just told them, Hey, you know, make sure, make sure you check out the, the digital foundry stuff. And, uh, they're like, yeah, sometimes those guys are a little, a little too critical of things. It looks cool. So we kind of helped the listener maybe check something out. So the actual response was just like a few weeks ago, you guys spoke about Ride 4. It's on sale for 20 bucks. Tempted to buy it after seeing the great video you talked about. And then they said, yeah, I did see their video. Thanks. Sometimes I think they're too critical. As long as it plays and looks great, that's enough for me. And then I just – one more warning. I was just like, man, those games – we would love to get into those games, but they're just so difficult. So there's a difficulty factor at play as well. But thanks for listening to the show. We appreciate the feedback. We appreciate you letting us know that Ride 4 is on sale right now. I don't know if it's still on sale, but uh, if you do play it – It's $20 right now. Write us. Let us know how you feel about it if you do play it. Let us know if it's if it's as cool as it looks. So I'm still playing Darkest Dungeon. I'm not really playing – Anything else yet, really? I've been kind of busy. Jake, are you still diving into Far Cry? I'm, I'm, I'm playing Cockfight Simulator 21 Ooh. is what I'm playing right now. And uh, Talk I'm to just, my language. I'm just, you know, fighting cocks yeah. you know, all, all day long. Yeah. 
Yeah. But no, I am playing Far Cry <laughs> still, and it is really good. It's buggy, which is a little bit not like buggy in a way that's super problematic. I did encounter one bug that was annoying the shit out of me. Um, it seems like a lot of the bugs that I've encountered have to do with uh, keeping the game in standby or rest mode for too long. Okay. It seems like the longer you keep it in that mode and you don't actually restart the game, I don't know if it's like a like a RAM leak, like a memory leak issue or something where it like it never runs bad, but I noticed that like if cuz I never turn my games off. Yeah. Or turn like I literally just Whenever I, I like hit rest pause mode, right? and then I just put the console in rest. <laughs> yeah, I do that shit all the time, man. And like for days and days and days. And unless there's like a like a really important update or whatever, you know, I need to shut my console off for some reason. Yeah. And uh, yeah, with uh, I noticed that after about I think it was about five days, the uh, the frame rate it was running fine, but the frame rate dropped. Instead of running at like sixty frames, it was running at like thirty or forty frames, oh, which was really weird. So I was, I was like, it seems like it's running a little bit sluggishly. Little so janky. I rebooted it, and it was totally fine. And another uh, another bug that I noticed about the game that's super fucking annoying is, uh, but is not like super problematic. Is you know how like in a lot of games now, like open world games, you go up to someone and like to talk to them. You'll have to like hold a button down and like a little, you know, wheel oh, yeah. will like go and then they'll like it'll it'll give you a chance to basically let go if you didn't want to wanna talk to them. So yeah. instead of being like a tap, it's like a hold. Well, in Far Cry, there's a lot of instances where you walk up to someone, you hold the square button down, the little wheel will fill up and then just nothing will happen. Oh, yikes. And like you have to keep walking around them and like pressing the button and then eventually they'll start talking to you. And I had an instance where I did a quest where I had to like interact with something and I kept pressing the button, nothing happened, nothing happened, nothing happened. So I just like re I just shut the game off and booted it back up. And because it was the way the game saves, I was like really close to where I should have been. As soon as I did that, it worked totally fine. So it's like it's like there's some there's something going on with the way that the game stores everything whenever it's in rest mode. And there was just a patch for it, so I don't know. I haven't had any issues since the patch, but that was just yesterday. So I'm not sure if they fixed some of that stuff or not. It actually, you know, people talk about how janky the like. Bethesda games are like the Elder Scrolls and Fallout and all that. Yeah. But this kind of like puts into perspective sort of like this game isn't storing hardly any information as far as like the way the world is constructed. You talk about something like Skyrim or Fallout and it's literally when you put the console in rest mode or whatever it's remembering every fucking chest that's open in the world, every door that's open, every person that you've killed, you know, where everybody's located, all the items that you've picked up. Like, it's actually, to me, insane that it works at all. <laughs> and then you have a game like this, which is like, yeah, it's open world. Yeah, whatever, whatever. But there's no there's no permanence to the items in the game. It's like, right. okay, yeah, if you found a chest and you opened it. There's no longer, like, you can't open that chest anymore. But, like, in Fallout, you can open a chest, put shit in it, 
and then like 60 hours later come back that chest will still have all that stuff in it that you put in there so like it's 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 kind of weird and i know that uh they're releasing skyrim again next month for the 10 10th anniversary and it like comes like packed with all this creator content and all Mm -hmm. this stuff i don't know if they've announced how much it's going to cost but if it's not all that expensive I might pick He's it up. Buy Skyrim, Skyrim again. See, see if I could. I hope there's another trophy Six list. Copies. I'll platinum it again. Yeah, I'll platinum Skyrim for the third time. That'd Jesus. be kind of cool. I, I, I seriously want, like. If it wasn't for the fact that I had to do it completely in VR, I would consider getting the trying to do the the trophies in VR, Skyrim VR. But it would just be too much. I mean, it takes a long time. I mean, a long time in quotes. Um, is is relative, but I think the when I platinumed it on PS4, it took like somewhere between maybe fifty and sixty hours to get the platinum. So, which isn't a long time considering the size of that game, but it is a long time if you've already played the game like five times. So, um, it's pretty pretty interesting. But uh, I, I one of the things I wanted to bring up is I've actually considered. I know we talked about it on the podcast before, but I've been knocking around playing the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Oh, yeah. Going through all three of those games. You don't own it, do you? I don't, no. I, I, I've i played two and I've played three. I've never played one all the way through. And actually, two and three, I played two on PC and three on console. So I've never played it where I could keep a story, a story arc line, all yeah. the way through all three games. So I'm considering picking it up and doing that to like actually sort of have a continuous progression through all the games. And, uh, but what I'm waiting for, that's an EA game and it's about the right age. I can definitely EA see play. this being a game that's a Black Friday sale. Oh, shit. So, so I'm, I'm going to hold off for that because it would be kind of a, a sweet game to start like on Christmas break. But like, uh, yeah, I don't get yeah, one of those. I, I don't know. I, I know yeah. like, you know, it's not what I've been playing, but it's just something that I've been thinking about with the games. Yeah, no, that, that's cool on my do. list. I need to come up. You and I, what we need to do for the show is come up with each of us like a 10 game list of games that both you and I, we have our own 10 game list want to play has been on our backlist or a backlog for so long but we haven't jumped into yet and then before the end of the year we both need to commit to play at least one or two of them not by the end of this year but like we need to pick one and then that'll be our resolution for 2022 is that we are going to go back and play you know one or two of those games i think that's a good idea and then we could talk i think about that, that would be a good that would definitely be a good episode theme for some point maybe before the new know. year our new year's yeah, maybe resolution it would be, the backlog resolution it might be a good a good game episode an episode to do before the end of the year for sure because I, I could definitely i definitely have a list of things that i could come up with that would oh, be yeah. pretty pretty and i wouldn't do something cheeky like have you know all three mass effect games on there like individually no, be yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know the, the trilogy. collection yeah. you know what i mean and i know that's like a fucking hundred hour commitment to do all three games but like but shit it would be awesome like i dude <laughs> i mean i'll be honest with you mass effect 2 is i'm not even fucking around it's one of my favorite <laughs> games. and it's it's oh, so good uh, and uh 
three is really good too, right? But um, Mass Effect. I've two never is played any of them. I don't know. I, I think it would be awesome to be honest with you. I think it would kind of make the podcast. It might make the podcast a little stale if we were playing the same game. Yeah. But I think it would be kind of neat if we played it like played through them at the same time and then we could have like mini well in order to do that we, episodes on in them. order to do that what we would have to do is be like we you like and i have to get to x point in this game by the next show right that way we can be on this and we got to stop at the same spot that way we can be on the same page and talk about our experience because like if I jump way ahead of you and you're behind, I want to talk about stuff that you can't talk about, and vice versa, right? So we gotta like well, the way that I would do it. The way that I would do it is I would say, you know, let's say this is a New Year's resolution thing or, or whatever. Let's just say we're starting January first. I would say that like okay, by the end of February, so you have two months, you have to beat Mass Effect one, and then it's like okay, so at the end of Mass Effect one, at the end of February, we we're going to do an episode. That'll be Mass Effect 1. That's It'll a good like, idea. You know, because I, I don't think it's it, it's going to be too... <clears throat> How many hours to, is Mass Effect 1? I haven't played Mass Effect 1 all the way through, so I'm not really sure. But I'm, I think Mass Effect 2 and Mass Effect 3 both took me about 30 hours to beat. That's not too long. All right, yeah. Let's, no, let's it's talk not, it's more not, about it's not bad. that later. Hold, hold those thoughts. Don't tell us any more of your back catalog. That'll be a good episode for, for uh, December. Um, let's move forward a little bit, Jake. Uh, let's let's rearrange the notes here a little bit because the, the PlayStation State of Play happened. And we're not going to do that right out of the gates. First, we're going to cover a couple news stories. And then we're going to play a little advertisement for a Patreon page. And then we're going to get into the State of Play and talk about it. And then we're going to wrap the show up. So we're going to talk about new games as well. But let's talk real quick. I don't know if you saw, but the GTA trilogy, I kind of expected there to be no graphical <laughs> enhancements. Apparently, they've shown some screen grabs, some video. I don't know if there's video or not, but it looks significantly better, but it doesn't look like they had artists go in and tweak every graphic, right? It almost looks like they applied some sort of filter to it, some sort of tightening up around the edges code that just says, don't make this shit look blocky anymore. My understanding, and I don't know this for a fact, but my understanding is that they remastered this in Unreal Engine, I think, and so like the lighting is way better, and that's why the mo- the biggest reason why it looks so much better. And then they also went through and kind of smoothed up the all of the character models and, the and cars everything. A little bit. So, in the cars, like instead of having like real polygon, the faces be really blocky and like you can't really see what's going on and everything. Like they're a little bit more cartoony, right? If you remember, like one of the things they talk about, like I was watching a video that was explaining like some of the enhancements and in the old like Grand Theft Auto three and Vice City, like the characters, they looked like they were karate chopping everything because they had no fingers. So like all their hands were like it was a common ps2 thing right it was that, like they didn't have any individual fingers they just had a hand and there would be like lines that would make it like look old like old gi joke figure hands that were just right. like claws almost like they just <laughs> so in the new one one of the, they actually gave the models individual fingers oh, nice. so that's if that's something that you're interested in. my honestly my biggest thing i don't give that much i don't care that much about the graphics although the enhanced lighting i think will go a long way doing it in four or 16 by nine instead of four three i think will go a long way um and the other thing too is modern controls they have the, the modern my understanding is it's going to be modern gta 5 control scheme mm-hmm. for 
And to me, to me, that makes it instantly worth playing. It's them. worth ex- that'll definitely extend the, the the quality of life for those games for sure. Because I would I would love to go back to them. Vice GTA Three and Vice City are like two of my uh, like two of the most impressionable games for me growing up. You know, I I can't even tell I can't even fathom how many hours I got out of Grand Theft Auto Three. And just, you know, me and my cousin and my brother, we'd be sitting in the basement, passing the controller back and forth, like just going on rampages, see how long we could last. And, you know, putting in the cheat codes to like make every vehicle fly and stuff and like, like all the crazy shit you could do in that game. It was, it was really, and it was so ahead of its time. It's amazing. And I, and I have, uh, Liberty City stories on Vita, which is basically Grand Theft Auto three, but for PSP and Vita and the controls are so bad, dude. They're so bad. Yeah. So, like, if I could go back through and just replay those games, get that nostalgia factor, but be able to do it with modern controls, I'm all about it. And it'll, it's it's going to run at 60 for sure. You know, it'll be. Oh yeah, it, it almost has to. Yeah. So that'll be cool. So that that's a little little follow up on what we talked about last show. And then, real quick, the free PS Plus games possibly have leaked for November. We're going to get. Now they did say that we're going to get three. VR games with the new PS Plus. Now, I don't know if this is going to include it or not, but one of the games that leaked was The Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners in VR, which I actually heard was really good in VR. We're going to get Knockout City, PS5, PS4, which I also heard was a good game. I haven't played it. We're going to get First uh, Class Trouble, which uh, was shown was shown at the State of Play, which we'll talk about that. And then we're also going to get Kingdoms of Amalar Re-Reckoning on PS... It's, it was patched for PS5, but it is a you know PS4 game. But I'm excited See, about that's, that's the one. that's the one I'm most interested in because yeah. it's one of those... That, that game is... I don't know if it would make my top 10, but it's definitely one of those backlog games that I have just from PS3 era yeah. that everybody was like, this game is so fucking awesome. And I never got into it. Yeah, neither did I. I think it's one of those games, though, that people didn't expect much from either, which is why I think it exceeded expectations and surprised people. But I don't know if it holds up or not. But, hey, now we can check it out and try it for nothing. So those are the tentative games that leaked for for November. I've got – yeah, I think it's a good pick. You know, and it's weird because they're they're touching on different – Different players, right? Knockout City's probably like it's like a dodgeball game, kind of. I think so. You're, you're kind of tapping into the online play. I think it's an online game, so online gamers. Walking Dead VR, you're kind of tapping into the Halloween thing still a little bit with VR though. And then First Class Trouble. Oh, okay. Here's a new game. Here's a new game. You know. And then and then Kings of Amalur is like, oh, for anybody who uh, is is interested in like an RPG ish kind of game. So. They're touching on a bunch of different stuff. Now, I don't know if that's going to tickle everybody's fancy, but it's an interesting selection, and, and it's not a disappointing one, I don't think. Um, if you are an MLB The Show player like I am and belong to Plus like I do, you will be gifted a lot of free packs. Uh, the forty-two You're going to get 42 Series Legend Packs, a Diamond Ball Player Pack, and five The Show Packs. And these packs, uh, you can earn in-game stubs to purchase. Now, let me tell you, that's a lot of playing to earn these, so they're just going to hand them out here, I guess, this fall. So if you're an MLB The Show player and you want to open some baseball card packs online, um, keep an eye out if uh, you have Plus because they're going to be giving those away. Apple Music is now integrated into PS5. For anybody who subscribes to that, 
Um, as an FYI, you can find my record and my band, one of my land's record on there. So I'm just saying, put that shit on while you game. Try it out. Listen to it. Enjoy yourself a little bit. Uh, I, I don't know if you have to have Apple Music to listen to it. I, I'd imagine you would. A lot of people do. A lot of people have Amazon, Spotify, Apple Music. I personally have Amazon just because I'm too lazy to unsubscribe from it. So Amazon Music. It's probably the least preferred out of all of them. <laughs> But it's just kind of linked up anyways. Jake, do you use any of these streaming services or no? For music, uh, I subscribe to Amazon Music Unlimited, Amazon Prime or whatever the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. Um, That's what I have. But I I don't have Apple Music. I don't have any of the Apple stuff just because I don't own any Apple products. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I tried to start a subscription to Apple TV so I could watch the fucking long way up, but apparently it's impossible. Yeah, for me we to heard do, about so. that on the show. Yeah, so I'm not going to go into that, but uh, yeah, I, I uh, that's cool um, that they have a, they have an app for it now because I know a lot of people like to. You could probably use it to listen to music while you play games and stuff or which podcasts. Is neat. I, Apple Podcast yeah. is a different thing, but Spotify has podcast. Our podcast actually, you can turn in the PS. This is awesome. On Spotify or does Apple Music not have podcasts on it? There's so they've broken it down to Apple Music and then they also have Apple Podcasts. Now I That's don't stupid. I don't know if you can pull up podcasts on Apple Music or not though. So I, I better mm-hmm. be careful how I word that. Um, but yeah, and then the last news point because uh, I don't have a whole lot of news here, but we we are going to talk about the state of play here in a minute. Is Housemark finally updated Returnal to allow a suspended save which means it saves but when you pick the game back up that save is automatically deleted so you can't revisit it um thus not allowing folks to cheese their way through the game but they were asking for it they got it now you don't have to sit through this grueling you have to use your suspend um it's an option to do like this weird save i guess i don't know the details but this was part of a new so I watched the video. I mean, they just did a little video on this. They they showed they had something else that they added that didn't seem like anything I cared about. But, like, the suspend mode, it's really weird. Like, you have to – you if you're in a run, you can go start, say, like, suspend <laughs> cycle, and then it will bring up a screen that's like you can exit the game from this screen and it will save the game. So if you if you go out of that screen – it will it will delete this the suspend mode. Oh yeah. But if you stay in that screen and you exit the game from there, it will save the game until the next time you boot it and then it'll drop you right where you left off and then delete the save. So it's it's pretty it's pretty neat workaround. It seems a little hacky to me. So like I'm wondering if there's something so fundamentally like I don't want to say flawed, but there must be something fundamental about the game that doesn't allow them to do like a standard like save thing that where they can control whether or not people are spamming saves. It's kind of hard to say. But, uh, <coughs> excuse me, but um, I kind of wish I would have had this whenever I was playing it, but I don't think it would have made that big of a difference. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, it just would have made it so that I could play other games while I was playing Returnal. That was the biggest kind of problem is if you if you were in rest mode and like your power went out or something like that oh your runs toast so that's i mean that's super annoying excuse me man we're really gross today you're coughing i'm burping i'm coughing 
It's just, man, it's late. Dude, I've got my new schedule. I've been waking up at 5.45 every morning. It's killing me. I know you're an early bird, or at least you do it, but, man, it's so hard for me. Uh, I was going to ask you real quick. We got a free golf game this month for Plus. Did you try it at all? Did you download it? I com- I, I completely forgot about it. I would definitely be interested in playing it. Um, I downloaded it. I haven't even opened it up yet. I've been just enthralled with Darkest Dungeon. I just don't know. I'm not in, like... I'm kind of like over the golf thing now. Like it came at such a weird time. Like, you know, He's maybe in the like golf. the spring, I'll be interested in playing it. You know, I I, I don't know. It's it, you know, I would I am interested in trying it well, out. Make sure you download like it. golf games. Add it to your library or whatever. I think I already did add it to the library, but I'm check. not. You best positive. check, man. Should... All right, so hey, let's talk about the PlayStation State of Play. Welcome to the P.S. This is Awesome Patreon page. For those of you that don't know, my name is Fred Oakman. And I'm Jake Peters. And we're a PlayStation podcast currently in our 10th year. Our first episode aired in July of 2012, where we discussed and speculated on the arrival of the PS4. Over the years, we've used this podcast to take a break from adulting, share our love of video games, and in particular, PlayStation. The audio podcast is available on all major streaming services, and we have recently made the leap to uploading video content and video podcasting to our YouTube channel, as well as the very occasional Twitter post or live stream. Over the years, we have covered everything from PS3 to PS Vita, through the launches of PS4, PSVR, and now PS5. As our audience has grown over the years, we have decided to start this Patreon with the hopes of creating a medium in which we can give you the opportunity to help support our show. And as a test bed, we're starting with a single tier. It's called the one and only $1 Club. So with your support at the $1 level, we're going to mail you a premium vinyl cut sticker and give you a shout out on the podcast. But at this time, unfortunately, we can only ship to the U.S. and Canada. But this is subject to change depending on your interest. So whether you're new to the show or you're a frequent flyer, we are forever thankful for your support and hope you can find it in your little gaming heart to join us in the one and only $1 Club. Until next time, like PlayStation, podcasting, and Patreon, P.S. This is awesome. So the first thing that they showed was a game called Deathverse, Let It Die. They said it's been released in 2022. I don't know a whole lot about this game. It struck me as an online multiplayer game. Jake, do you have any input on Deathverse? Did you watch this? I did, and I just... I don't know, man. My, I have a big problem with... Uh, the way that these Japanese game companies make trailers yeah, for games. Bad. They look bad. I don't know if it's just that they maybe maybe they like them that way in Japan. I'm not really sure, but like <clears throat> it's not very cinematic. Nothing like it doesn't like look very like it's cut very well. Like Yeah, no. To me to me it doesn't do the game any favors. Yeah. So, um, you know, and thematically, the game is doesn't look like it's for me because, like you said, it, it looks like a basically a, an arena combat game, um, like a, maybe like a hero combat. Well, here's game. something that's interesting. So I'm online looking at it, and I don't mean to cut you off, but it says it's a multiplayer melee survival action game, and I'm on uh, VentureBeat, and it says here that this game is a sequel. 
to 2016's free-to-play roguelike RPG, Let It Die, and is set after oh, that game takes place and in the same reality show. So I didn't even pick up on that from the trailer. Let It Die, I looked it up. I mean, I was looking into that game at one point. It looked pretty wild, but uh, I don't know how popular it was. Well, apparently... But I, it seems weird that they would go from, like, an RPG... To a multiplayer battle game. Melee game. Yeah. (laughs) Strange. Uh, All right. So the next thing that they showed was really strange. Like, it was like this guy in a vocal booth, and he's just like talking in like this real uh, uh, narrative voice, you know, and then it's it's an animation. And then they announced this this game called We Are OFK. And they described it as being a five episode series about starting a band. That gives the player dialogue choices, where you uh, you can also text and flirt with uh, within the game, and then you you play each episode. You get to play an interactive music video, and it's coming out in 2022. Okay, we are O F K, we are O F K. I'll be honest with you. I don't know how you felt about it, but I thought this was a really good showing for this game. It was really. I thought that yeah, it was it was it was. It was humorous without being cheesy, you know. It it was very interesting. Like like they it didn't seem you know a lot of times when they do, like games try to do trailers like this where they're like breaking the fourth wall and they're make cracking these like jokes and stuff. I would say generally like seventy percent of them fall flat, but I think that this one actually it made me smile. Like it made me interested. I definitely am interested in looking it up whenever it comes out to see what it's all about. It seems like it might be an interesting kind of, you know, maybe it's an interesting Telltale-like game. You know what I mean? We don't know much about the gameplay part of it. When they say you play an interactive music video, what the fuck does that mean? I'm sure you're not, like, you know, platforming around on stage or something like that. So I, I, I assume it's some kind of... Life is strange type thing, which which to me, you know, I like to play one, <laughs> I don't, maybe two of those a year. I don't know. But it looks cool. I thought it looked cool, dude. Personally. Here's it's 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 so weird to me. It's like meta or something. So there's a is it a real band? I don't know. It I, almost it sounds like it's a real I band. I can't which is figure cool. it out right now, and that's why I'm looking at my phone. So if you go to OFK dot cool. It takes you to the website, and it says, Interactive Series Coming Soon, a making of the band game and interactive EP. And then it says, OFK, follow slash unfollow, choose your preferred music service, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Deezer, all these music streaming platforms. And then it says, Team OFK, and it shows all these different developers, like, like drawings of them, Press inquiries, business inquiries, and download press assets. But it has links to like Apple Music and stuff. So I, th- I don't think they're. I don't think it's a real band. I mean, they may be created music that like is this band, right? But I don't think that because I just googled. I just googled OFK. OFK, and it's all about this game. <clears throat> There's, there's nothing it's on here. It's a cool idea. Like, I'm not against it, man. Now, I doubt it's my my kind of music, but I could probably get into like a band simulator where you start a band, you know, and you're trying to make it. And, you know, you, 
I don't know. It sounds kind of cool, actually. I, I think it's. I think it looks neat. I mean, honestly, for me, the art direction was cool too. It was prob to me. It was probably my second favorite thing of the showcase. To be completely honest with you, I would agree. So. OFK, and then then we got a surprise from Young Horses, Bug Snacks expansion coming out in 2022. Now I'm surprised, Jake. This this might be something that you're interested in. Talking about Bug Snacks, yeah. So <laughs> uh, there's going to be giant Bug Snacks, snacks with hats. Uh, you can redecorate the huts now, the interior design of them, and it's called the Isle of Big Snacks 2022. So, it's a stupid fucking name. I get what they're going for, but it's a it bug snacks the Isle of Big Snacks. That just sounds stupid. But dude, I, I loved bug. Dude, when the PS5 came out and we got bug snacks I for know, free, so I I really enjoyed playing that. I so I could see it. myself jumping back in. Yeah. So I mean that that was a good showing too. After that, we got uh, more info or more gameplay or something from Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach 12 16 2021 is the release date that's coming out this December. No interest whatsoever in this for me. This just kind of. Do this guy, whoever made this guy that made Five Nights at Freddy's, is like a gazillionaire because of like teeny boppers and streamers. It's amazing. I, I, it's one of those games that I do not understand, but people love it. Yeah, I don't. It's like the whole thing is, it's like a teeny bopper version of Outlast. Yeah, it's really. But bizarre. like you're stuck in an arcade with these like kind of serial killer. That look like the Chuck E. Cheese thing, band, right? It's 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 int- like the culture is interesting to me. I don't care about the game at all, mm-hmm. but the culture is interesting to me. All right, all right, fair enough. And then I don't know a whole lot about this next game. This next game they showed was called Cart Rider with a K. It looks like a kart racing game, 2022. It looked fine. I, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm not going to – I don't buy games like this. I just It's don't. one of those things where it could be really fun and it could be really a really neat online game. I don't like the art style at all. Yeah. It's, I appreciate that they're doing something different. Like, it's definitely a unique art style. It's very, like, plasticky, like, toy kind of looking. Um, you almost need to have but, friends to game with to enjoy a game like this. Yeah, but it's it's def- it's a kart racer. You know, looks kind of moddable. It looks like it's got a drift mechanic, like Crash Team Racing or something like that. So, I'm interested to see how well it does. Am I gonna buy it? Probably not. To be yeah, honest yeah. with you, I actually missed one. By the way, prior to Kart Rider and uh, after Five Nights at Freddy, they actually showed a game called Death's Door. Oh, dude. November 23rd. Yeah. I forgot about this. Yeah, so, so technically OFK is my third what was favorite Death's thing Door? in the I don't even remember this one. Dude, Death's Door is fucking awesome. Oh, it looked like I an RPG oh, or something, didn't it? So so I haven't played it, right? But I have. it's been on PC and, and Game Pass. and or not. Sorry, not Game Pass, but it's been on PC and Xbox. And... Dude, people are fucking raving about this game. So it's like a, it's like an RPG, like kind of like a light RPG action kind of game. Mm-hmm. But it's very, um, it has some kind of tactics to the combat. So it's got a little bit of challenge to it. Uh, but my understanding is that to me, it looks really good. And 
from what I understand, it's a phenomenal game. So I, I'm just excited just by word of mouth so about I'm, this Yeah, one. yeah. I'm looking at it right now, and it has fantastic reviews. So it's out on Windows, Switch, PlayStation... Well, it's coming out on PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series XS. Um, it says here the Death Store is a 3D... This is on the Wikipedia page. 3D isometric action-adventure game. The player takes on the role of a small crow who works as a reaper, in quotations, collecting souls for the Reaping Commission headquarters, an office-like bureaucratic afterlife. And it says, Death Store is a 2021 action-adventure video game developed by Acid Nerve and published by Devolver. Digital is released for Microsoft Windows, Xbox, Xbox Series XS in July of 2021, with a release for the Switch, PS4, and PS5 being planned for November 23rd. Positive reviews upon release, with several publications praising its mechanics, simplicity, and difficult difficulty level likening it to Legend of Zelda and Dark Souls games so that's interesting yeah I mean it's really got a great a great big following I guess yeah so I I mean a lot of people were bitching about this PlayStation state of play but I mean look at this we got this new OFK game that looked cool um, Bug Snacks expansion Death Store looks pretty sweet now they're not Uncharted they're not Last of Us they're not God of War it's not you know the new Resident Evil it's not you know the new Final Fantasy remake edition, but but I mean, come on, be realistic. So so far, Dude, I mean, and when we so when we get through the rest of this, mm-hmm. it'll make a little bit more sense. But like, I know people were probably expecting third party games, like you were saying, something like Tomb Raider or fucking, sure. uh, you know, like uh, abandoned, abandoned or hey guys. Or like you know, I don't know. Whatever, it doesn't Sometime. matter. But like, like these big ass like Western games. I think maybe they should have probably kind of implied a focus on Eastern titles because that's what most of this is. Mm-hmm. Is like kind of Japanese, more Japanese centric. I guess that's not true. I, I take that back. That's not true because I'm looking at the list right now, and I guess technically more of it. Yeah. But but a lot of the games on here that are huge games are kind of Japanese centric. Like the next, um, let's talk the next about one the next talking one. about King of yeah. Fighters fifteen to seventeen twenty one. Uh, that can't be right. It's got to be twenty two. Uh, February is that is that when it's is that when it's coming out yeah. or is that when the beta is happening? Fe- uh, that's when it's coming out. February seventeenth, twenty twenty two. So the King of Fighters is like a really big fighting game. Somewhere else, uh, I don't know any people that are really into it. I'm sure they exist. You know, we have our Street Fighters, our Mortal Kombat's. We have our you know those kinds of games. There was a Virtue Fighter at one point, but King of Fighters is still around. This is a big deal, I think, for some people. Again, not for me, but it it looked fine. It looked cool, actually. It looked pretty good. I mean, from somebody who isn't like, I don't have my ear to the ground in the in the fighting game world, but I mean, it looked fine. Like, I don't I don't know what you want out of a new fighting game, new characters, new. What do you want? Like, updated graphics, like faster, more tight controls. I don't I don't know if you can tell that from a trailer, but I mean, it looked fine. Yeah, I mean, King of Fighters is an SNK title, which is not, like, it's not the biggest market right. over here. But SNK fighters are have historically been pretty large. And King of Fighters specifically is, is a, I mean, they have, they have 15 entries. It's, they, you don't make 15 entries of a game that's not good. If it's failing, um, you quit, yeah. You know, like, probably, I guess, the biggest 
sort of kind of brown note on this entry is just that like SNK is now like partially or almost like fully owned by like a Saudi prince who's not so nice of a person. Oh. Um, but, uh, you know, which is kind of a bummer. But if you like King of Fighters, it doesn't mean you shouldn't buy it. I mean, unless you have you, you want to make a stance there. But like, yeah, I, I think that this is this is it's a bigger title than like the average Joe in America is would think it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and let, might I add, you don't have 193 podcast episodes if it isn't any good. So that's true. King of Fighters can have 15 episodes. We have 193 so we're that much better than King of Fighters 15. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Somebody's got to toot our horn. Come on. 100 and se- 100 and, uh, what, what, 168 epi- episodes better than King of yeah, Fighters. Yeah, way that much better for sure. <laughs> At least. All right. Uh, another game they showed us First Class Trouble, November 2nd, 2021. This is going to be included with, well, we don't know, but leaked, uh, uh, allegedly going to be free for Plus members in November. This, this looks, game, go the ahead, trail, Jake, the, go what it. they showed looked fucking terrible. But conceptually, I mean, by, by that I mean, I think that the showing was terrible, not that the game looked terrible. It doesn't look like a game for me. The way that they showed it was terrible. But it's one of those games, kind of like uh, this is one of those games that could be a hit because of PS Plus, where it's like you've got the whole idea is like. You're on. I don't know if you're on like a space station or something, but you got like some people are like humans and some are like robots disguised as humans, mm. and like you don't know who's who, and like the humans have to try to get out or try to the accomplish a goal, a goal, and like yeah, and the humans and the robots are trying to stop them or kill them all. So it's like, and it's all about trickery and stuff. It seems very interesting to me conceptually. Am, am I going to play it? No, because it's a multiplayer game, but. <laughs> Uh, it's one of those games that could, like, by streamers and by PS Plus, could become a huge title. Sure, you know, you know what this felt like when I watched this. It felt like somebody saw that Among Us did so freaking, uh, you know, I don't even virally well. They're like, oh, let's do an Among Us style game, but make it like good graphics. And it was like, well, the graphics are kind of half-assed looking in this game. I would prefer a like a I don't know Among Us graphics, but we should be getting that game soon on PS5 and PS4 soon. Anyways, that's not out yet. That was supposed to happen too. Wonder when that's going to happen. It is. It's coming out at some point here. I don't know when. But that's what first the first class trouble reminded me of, like the style of game, kind of like an Among Us. Yeah, where there's like an imposter, and then you're trying to pretend like you're not an imposter, and you're sharing the same goals with the humanoid. And the thing is, your android character in the game looks like a human character. You know, it looks just like a human character, so you don't really know. No one knows, and you try to pretend, and you try to get other people killed. It's very much like Clue, you know, but it's it's set like you said, maybe in a spaceship or in the future. All right, so two games left: Divine Force. 2022 by Square Enix. Another shitty trailer, as far as I'm concerned. The graphics look terrible too. They look this, like what is this? This is a, a remake. This is a Star Ocean game. Okay, I don't Star Ocean is like a big. I know it's like a historically large JRPG franchise. Yeah, this is kind of like one of those other games, kind of like Deathverse or whatever, where it's like okay, 
This is clearly very Japanese. I don't understand the way that they present the trailer. To be fair, I think that this trailer was way better than the Death First trailer. But, um, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I, I don't know what I'm looking at here. It looks like a JRPG. Um, is it a remake of an, of an old game? I don't Because Star Ocean's so. been around forever. So I'm on- yeah, I think it, but it, it's just a new entry, I think. So the Square Enix Twitter, they tweeted and they said that today we announced Star Ocean, the Divine Force, the new sci-fi fantasy RPG is coming to PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X, Xbox One, and Steam in 2022. Find all about it on the blog. And then you click the blog, and then it opens it up in the blog, and they're talking about this game, and the screen grabs look a million time better, times better than what the trailer looked like. I don't know if it was an issue with the streaming, but it looked really really pixely like that's weird it looked fine when i watched it all right well then maybe it was a a viewing issue i was having but yeah there's all kinds of star oceans um you're right and is there going to be turn-based it doesn't look like there's going to be turn-based combat in this or i think it's it it, yeah it looks action it looks like it's like live action combat not live action but you know what i mean yeah, like an action battle system instead of a time battle system. So like, they, a, they they announce on here they do have Star Ocean First Departure R on the PS4, and that is a remastered version of the very first Star Ocean game in the series. Um, so the new version enhances it further with full voiceovers, new character illustrations. So I wonder if that game's good. I bet you that game's awesome. People really like the old Star Oceans. I know that the most recent one, the most recent new Star Ocean, people weren't that thrilled about. But uh, I don't know. I thought this looked kind of cool. I just don't know anything about it. So I'm, I'm not really sure. It, it, these games are so hit or miss for me that, like, it's I almost have to try it before I buy it kind of thing. I understand. I, I, you know what I mean? Like, because mm-hmm. it could be like, a, I don't want to buy a game that's like a hundred hour game and then, like, pick it up and fucking hate the combat, which is usually always a sticking point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk about this game by uh, NeoStream Interactive. The last game they showed was Little Devil Inside, and it's an upcoming, this is from the Wikipedia page, uh, it's an upcoming action-adventure video game developed and published by NeoStream Interactive. The game's single-player and cooperative multiplayer modes both follow the professional and personal lives of explorers searching for monsters and supernatural events in a 19th century-inspired world. So awesome-sounding. And it looks so Dude, I remember... remember not to call you out, but I remember when this when the PS5 was announced, yeah. they showed a trailer for this game. And I was like, meh. And I was like, I think this looks awesome. And you you I didn't say I don't think you shrugged it off, but you were just like, eh, like it didn't like yeah, right, right, it didn't right. strike a chord with you, right? Well this trailer dude, certainly this, did. This trailer looks fucking dope. Like it looks way better than the other one. Yeah, this is this I'm in now. They've they've got me. Um it looks graphically really interesting. Like, I love the whole open world concept. I love... It looks almost like... I love when games have a 3D environment that looks like... It looks like toys, but in real life. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like the graphics... It, the graphical style is almost like toy... Like a toy kind of environment. Mm-hmm. But... The models are so high resolution and the lighting is so good that it looks almost like toys on a table or something. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. You know what I mean? There's there's something about it that looks great. I love just the concept of it looks really cool. Like, and if if there's a if because there's a narrator in the trailer talking about what the guy's doing or whatever, and 
if he's like narrating the game as you're playing it like i think that would be really fucking cool until uh like this was whenever i talked about like my top two or three this was like the one that i was like this is fucking awesome this is probably my most anticipated thing then death's door then probably ofk or afk or whatever i'm right there with you yeah i mean it looks it it looks looks awesome i love the two different art styles though like so like when you zoom out on the map right when you're just traversing the map it looks kind of like kind of kind of cutesy and like you zoom down you're like okay i can tell that that's supposed to be my character and that's you know and then it's like you meet somebody on the zoomed out map and all of a sudden like it shows you like a close-up and a 3d modeling and it's it looks super fantastic and then the 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 part where he stabs that where you stab that uh monster and then you like he's impaled and then you swing it and it flings off and it hits another enemy that was just so cool it's a nice little touch and then when it pans around the side of the train and it's almost like a wes anderson movie like the train the side of the train just disappears you just see your guy sitting in there and it's like oh he's gonna check his text messages or something or whatever write a letter or whatever the hell he was doing it's cool yeah it's almost like when they're in the world view it looks almost like pieces on a game board yeah exactly and then when you're in and then when you're in like the well, I, we'll just call it the gameplay view. I don't know what the fuck it is. Yeah. When you're, like they're actually like, it almost has an art style similar to like a puppeteer or yeah. something like that, where it's like that. Beautiful. Yeah, I don't know. It looks great. Yeah, apparently you're playing a guy named Vi- a Billy or something. I, I don't know. I don't know much else about about the game. I'm looking here. They're they're advertising as a third person 3D action adventure role playing game with uh, with survival elements for sure. They showed him in the desert and they're like, oh yeah, you're gonna go to some harsh areas, right? There's open world exploration. Um, they did indicate near stream indicated in an interview that apparently the game's uh, survival elements are uh, easy compared to other games in the survival genre. And this is from, That's good. from the Wikipedia page. Um, and they they came out and they I quote it says it's not about how long you can survive in a certain environment instead being about taking a trip for a mission and surviving during the process. That's cool. Yeah. Um, it says in game survival elements include harvesting water from cacti and chopping wood to make a fire. Players can use a variety of weapons and tools to survive and accomplish their objectives such as a sword, shield, gun, grappling hook, ooh, bombs, tent, and cooking equipment. And it takes place. Uh, across multiple locations, different environmental uh, conditions, including desert, snow, forest, mountain, swampland, deep sea diving. So it looks so rad. It looks really good. Um, so they, they go on to talk on the uh, Wikipedia, and it says that Neostream came out and said, you need to prepare for any unexpected encounters with the weather. You have to have necessary intel about the region, equip your gear as you see fit, get on a vehicle, and react to unexpected events that arise during the journey. Depending on how you prepare for the mission and how you react and respond to events will determine how easily or how hard you can achieve the missions. So it sounds really cool. It's like, okay, here's you're going out on this fucking thing. You've got a task. You're supposed to be the fucking person that's supposed to handle it, right? So, as the gamer, you're supposed to know these areas, so make sure you pack enough shit in your backpack, make sure you're prepared, and you go out, and then that's where the survival elements, you got to get to the location, and then once you're there, it kind of probably opens up into that 3D uh, action. Hmm. But it seems really interesting. It seems like a board game. Yeah, I couldn't have put it better. Like Like, the far away art looks like a board game. It's cool. I, I'm really excited for it. Yeah, Little Devil Inside, 2022, rad. They didn't say when. 
No, apparently there's a version of the trailer where they have the 2022, and there's a version of the trailer where they just removed it. So, mm. it's been. I mean, they announced it with the PS5, mm-hmm. so I don't know. I mean, it's been, it's been obviously out there for over a year now. So I am kind of curious. I mean, that doesn't mean that it's behind this is or also, in bad shape or anything. It's also a it's South just, Korean game. That's cool. So we had another one we'll last show we talked about, right? That was that looked really good. I want to say we talked about one last show. Ah, I don't remember. I don't remember either. But if it comes to me, I guess I'll talk talk about. It. I'm going to pull up last show's stuff. But dude, do you uh, have anything else? Because this is kind of a shorter show. I got to work in the morning. I wanted to make sure we got an episode recorded. I've, I've got a busy weekend. One of my land, my band is playing Friday and Saturday, and. Uh, I just got stabbed recently um, with COVID booster. Uh, I'll be out, outward about it, but um, I'm around a ton of people all the time, and, and my job kind of uh, puts me around a lot of people as well. So, got that. So, I don't know how I'm going to be feeling tomorrow. And then, like I said, Friday, Saturday, we got gigs. So, I wanted to make sure we got an episode recorded. And, uh, Jake, do you got anything else? for the podcast anything you want to share anything good going on for Halloween because this is our Halloween episode even though it's not very Halloween-y um I am we talked about this last week about the fucking Halloween movies I (laughs) am still interested in maybe digging into that this weekend I don't know that I'll have time just because I've got hockey and family stuff and work trip next week and all kinds of stuff so like I'm I don't know but um the weather sucks I fucking hate the fall I know you love it I don't like this like, kind of fall this fall is like it's been just, miserable it's just raining constantly it's like 45 degrees and fucking raining every single day I don't know when I'm supposed to mow my fucking lawn and uh but I will say this I'm excited for the holidays. As much as I don't like, I was telling someone at work today because uh, uh, we were talking about like making cocktails and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I told the the guy at work, I was like, I don't. Fall is like my least favorite weather of the entire year. I fucking hate it. I like, you know, I don't mind like the trees and leaves and like, I don't like when, I don't mind when the air gets crisp and all that. It's the rainy fucking nasty bullshit that I hate. Ground gets all soppy. You can't mow or do anything. Anyway, I digress. But I love the holidays, the family time, everybody getting together, the food. And it's also just to bring it back to what I was saying earlier, my favorite time of year to drink alcohol. <laughs> so yeah, just, just not, not, not in that, like I drink a lot, but that the type of stuff that I drink during the, the fall and the winter, you know, like you have, you know, you have like a dry wine with your, with your Thanksgiving or in, it starts getting chilly out. So you have like a smoky scotch or like a hot cider or something oh, the like hot that. Cider, that's my wheelhouse. Like I love, I love when it's like kind of cold and you kind of curl up on the couch and you got fucking sweats on and you're just wrapped around to like a blanket hot or drink a or like a sake. scotch or something. Yeah. I was wearing a Snuggie too, right? Like you gotta get a Snuggie. Yeah. Well, no, I, I don't have any Snuggies, but I have blankets <laughs> and I have sweatpants. So there is that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I, I, 
I'm so far behind getting ready for winter. My pool's still open. Do you guys I gotta get, get it closed. Do you guys get people to your place for trick or treat or no? No, I just turn all the lights. They're off doing trick- because if we because yeah. if we get someone, it's going to be like two people or one person, and I there's no point. You know what I mean? So like I I would rather not be in one of those like. In Meadville, it made sense because it was a constant stream of kids. Mm-hmm. So, like, I loved it. I would get, I would sit out on the porch and I'd see all the kids in the costumes for the, you know, whatever. It's ridiculous now. It's like an hour and a half of trick or treat or something like that. Dude, like, you can't even do it very long I, anymore. Yeah. It's like before dark. So, like, uh, but like out where I'm at now, I'm like a mile from the nearest house. So, like, if, if a trick-or-treater comes out, it's because they're driving down the road and they see the lights on or something, and so they dump their kid it's off probably a ghost if your doorbell rings. But, like, so it's like, you know, I just turn the light off because I'll just be unprepared for it. Yeah. Even if I do have candy, it's like, oh, now i got to be, like, ready for this hour for something that's probably not going to happen. So, Puts you on edge a little bit, yeah. I mean, it's it's fine. It's whatever. I mean, honestly, now that now that you're saying that, it might be tomorrow. It, <laughs> so it is for, tomorrow for us. for us. Yeah, it's tomorrow for us. And last time I I handed out trigger candy at trick or treat, we had so many people that I went through like forty dollars worth of candy in like half an hour, and there was still an. Dude, outlet. I know, I know what you're saying, but I mean, personally, I really enjoyed seeing all the kids in their outfits and yeah. all that when I was in Meadville, and like. You know, you have, like, some of those, like, older kids that probably shouldn't be trick-and-treating. Mm. They're kind of dicks, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, like, most of the time, it's, like, some fucking three-year-old in their bumblebee outfit. Yeah, you're it's like, always, oh, this is like, awesome. Oh, they're you know? a Tyrannosaurus like, their, Rex. Like, like Spider-Man or something, yeah. you know? And it's like, oh, this is cool. You know, I like seeing this and... Uh, the person that you know, I, I never really dressed up. Sarah, Sarah would dress up, like, in, uh, like, one year she dressed up in, like, a wizard outfit like from harry potter yeah, cool. she had like a harry potter outfit she wore when she was handing out candy and stuff but. i do love seeing that people enjoy it man but i they jack the prices up of candy right around this time and then you're like for a long period of time i was buying like candy every once in a while not like months and months in advance but like i'd buy some and then yeah. i'd be like okay i'll buy a little more it's just like dude because our neighborhood dude we get so many so many I'm sure like it's just like I can't I can't do it like I can't afford it like I don't know I gotta figure something out I didn't get any candy this year so the light will be out and maybe I'll just grab some hot cider and sit on my neighbor Donna's porch and hang out with her and we'll yeah it's it's I do understand candy is so expensive now especially if you live if you want to give something decent out right like I don't want to give out candy corn I want to give out like maybe mini Reese's cups or Snickers or something that a kid's actually gonna fucking want right yeah you buy like a a bag of fun size candy it's like fucking fifteen dollars dude and you need like five of those to get through the night so I mean maybe not that many but you need a lot if you lived here yeah so I don't know I, I do understand what you're saying yeah um, hey, I'm going to touch real quick on we were t- I said that we were talking about a game that was another game coming out of South Korea that we talked about in the show. So I found it. Remember that trailer for that game called Wanted Dead that looked really cool? That third person game that we we watched that trailer for? It was uh being directed by the director of the Ninja Gaiden series and we both agreed it looked like it had a lot of potential. And the trailer indicated a release window of 2022 for the PS5. And it was really graphic and violent. And we were like, yeah, it all just depends on how the gameplay works, if it's good. Sorry. 
So yeah, this trailer looks fucking. That's another awesome. one coming out of South Korea. So that's that, cool. Yeah, yeah, dude. So they're putting out some really cool games. So I just wanted to uh, get on the record for saying that. Yeah, we did bring up another South Korea studio, and that was Salil. I think was the uh, name of that one. That I'm just I just like scrubbing studio. through the trailer for this game right now. It looks so fucking cool. Yeah, Wanted Dead looked rad. So. Anyways, uh, we got new games coming out this... I forgot to touch on this. Let's go through this real quick and we'll close off the show. New games, October 25th, Lady in a Leotard with a Gun on PS4. Man, I couldn't have thought of a better name. October 26th, this game apparently is really, really good and surprising people. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, PS5, PS4. People are saying it's fantastic and they figured out how to do uh, team like uh, group combat in a single-player game. Like they, they nailed it. October 27th, Amazing Breaker, PS4, Cyanide and Happiness, PS4, Death Park 2, PS4, Lucid Cycles, PS5, PS4, Nowhere Girl, PS5, PS4, Princess Loot Pixel, again, PS4, Pumpkin Jack, New Gen Edition, PS5, Quick Maths, PS5, Wind Peaks, PS4, and Wraith, The Oblivion Afterlife, PSVR. And then October 28th, Backbone on PS5, Bassmaster Fishing 2022, PS5, PS4. Fatal Frame, Maiden of Black Water, PS5, PS4. That's weird. Didn't even hear anything about mm. that. Riders Republic is going to be released on the 28th, PS5, PS4, and Roki, PS5. And finally, Voice of Cards, The Isle Dragon Roars on PS4. So there's some games for you. If I had to pick Did I think- one, I'd say Marvel's Guardian of the Galaxy. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just looking at it's got an eighty one on Metacritic right now, which is awesome. I'm I'm glad. I'm happy for them. I hope it sells well because that game, whenever it was announced, I was like, I don't know if this is gonna do very good at all. Yeah. And I'm glad to hear that it's doing well because I was concerned. So Yeah. Um I'm interested in checking it out. I don't know if I'll I'll play it, but I'll probably you know watch some content on it. You and me both, man. Yeah, it looks good. I love the Marvel, the uh, the Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, the movies. I like those a lot. The humor's good. There's just going to be a slight disconnect between the actual characters in the movies versus the characters in the game. They're not voiced by the same people, and their arts they don't quite match. You can't use the likeness of you know whatever that dude's name is, but. All in all, man. Cool. Well, that's all I got. Unfortunately, there's no music closing uh, track for the show. So if you guys want to submit something, make sure to send it to PSIsIsAwesome at gmail.com. We'd be happy to put your band or your friend's band or your music on the show. And uh, that's all I got. Jake, you good? Yeah, I'm good. It's uh, bedtime. Yeah. Hey, check your candy out there when you when you get home. Make sure no one put razor blades in your apples. And... Uh, Eat, 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 eat up. Enjoy it. Have fun. Have a good, safe Halloween, everybody. Appreciate it. We'll be back next week. So, like Darkest Dungeon, Daisy, and Death Stranding. P.S. P.S. This is, this is awesome. Awesome.